0: Welcome to the 56th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Danny, And my name is Nadia. And today, we're going to be talking about
1: traditional costumes in contemporary fashion in Southeast Asia. So, we thought we would talk about this because just last week, I was invited to talk um, at the UNSW ASEAN Society Cultural Immersion Day or Cultural Immersion Programme and um, the students asked me to talk about traditional costumes. So I gave that some thought, and I, I didn't really want to talk about the history of it, so much as how it is still relevant today, and how designers are continuously taking inspiration from um, costumes within some Yeah,
0: Yeah. And it was mm. really cool how, um, while you were doing that, at the same time, I've been noticing some of these themes running throughout some of the young contemporary designers in Southeast Asia. I, yeah. I was together a proposal for about Southeast Asian young designers. And mm. I came across, um, and also I was introduced to some of these designers by my students. So I'm really mm. excited to share with all of you about what we've found. Yeah, I mean, this is
1: something that I've been doing a lot of my research. So I, you know, I've talked about um, the use of traditional costumes and fabrics and the silhouettes with work by um, Priscilla Schumacher and Aux for example, or with Toton Journal with Toton and Label. Um, so I, I thought that, you know, it would be really fun to talk more about this, but in like bite-sized uh, fashion to the UNSW students. So I started by talking about the Aoyai. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I think there was once I was like, okay, I don't really know if it's like ao dai or something like that. And then I, I went to um find how to pronounce it on YouTube, and it's the ao dai. So the ao is from Vietnam, of course, and you can see that it looks like the chong sam or the ti pao, but um, it has pants underneath the the dress or the tunic. Okay, so it has really high slits that go up to the waist, and then it goes uh, with long flowy pants in the same fabric. Yeah, so one brand that I've admired for a long time who looks at this silhouette is Kabam, um, which is a brand that exists between the United States of America and Vietnam. And what I like about uh, what they do is that they they look at the Aoyai as something that's very um, of the now because of the masculine aesthetic uh, that also mixes with this very confident femininity. You know, because like when you're wearing this, I mean, unlike the chongsam, which is quite restrictive, like you have to probably take, you know, smaller steps, for example, unless your slit is really forgiving. But then with the ao right, it is made for movement because you know you have these pants, you you don't really have to watch how you move, um, and you can take big strides if you would like to. But what they've done to make it contemporary is. They have, for example, this thing I, I showed during the, the talk. It's called the bong bong one button side chin. Okay? So the name itself is really very cute, right? Like bong bong, which is like candy. And they have this one button that kind of stops it from just flapping open and showing, you know, your, your bra, for example. Um, and it's it's really lovely, you know, how they have made it into something that would appeal to the contemporary consumer.
0: Yeah. So that was one example I, yeah. I love how it looks very elegant also. I remember when I would visit Vietnam and a, a lot of people still wear it in their day-to-day. Um, I like how they coordinate colours and materials to to match them as well. So mm-hmm. it is something that I would wear today as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um it's just it just feels so roomy and airy. I think I think that's the, the good thing about it. And you know we have um, move towards comfort being like the most important thing, especially with the lockdown and pandemic. I think people are moving towards like just wanting to be um, not presentable, but comfortable, right? So, so that's, that's two boxes it takes. Yeah. Uh, another thing I talked about was the Kabaya. So the Kabaya, um, when I showed them, the Kabaya showed them um, Raden Ayukratini, who was the Indonesian women's rights activist. Um, and a pioneer for women, for girls education. So, you know, it is a very elegant outfit. It has long sleeves and, you know, it, it also looks like a tunic because it goes beyond the waist. And then there's this pleated skirt that goes underneath it. So even though it's not pants, but again, the ease of movement is there. Um, so it looks very presentable and it's also very comfortable. So the brand I wanted to talk about, with this example was Sejau Mata Memandang which is an Indonesian label and you know what I really enjoy about contemporary fashion labels is that they are so good at storytelling right and explaining to their consumer um, their source of inspiration and why you know they should feel this affinity for what is being produced. So for the Kabaya I think they wrote on their website that it was about um, their foremothers heritage. I really like that mothers because usually we think forefathers, you know. So even for me, thinking in a very gender neutral fashion, right, thinking about like how on zoo everyone is like, you know, they, them, for example, or um, thinking about how people express their own identities. The fact that I took a pause and I read mothers was like, oh, okay, you know, that's, that's interesting. And they, they talk about how they want to contemplate their foremothers' heritage to create a more modern feel to their outfits. And they created these really beautiful um, fabrics that have very cute motifs, you know, like chickens and noodle bowls, uh, which is quite different from the usual batik that is beautiful, but more serious in in the symbols that it uses. And they also try to be sustainable in the fabrics that they produce. So they use... um, sustainably sourced natural raw materials. Yeah, don't know exactly what the materials are here, but um, if it's going to use Tencel, that's one. And then they they also talk about comfort that the the materials are sustainable and breathable. So those were the two main examples I gave in this talk that I I gave.
0: The first one uh, reminds me a lot about this small Malaysian brand that has gained quite a cult following called Ghost Boy Club. Mm. And what they do is really interesting. They they were founded last year amid the pandemic. And what they do is that they upcycle uh, t-shirts and they upcycle them into shapes like um, crop tops and like cropped chipau tops. Okay. And the way that they also, the, the idea of like, visual storytelling is really strong in their in their work, but it really appeals to a very young demographic who is like rediscovering, for example, Wai films, who is like who is this or who was um encountering them for the first time and is like very enamored by like the neon lights and um that kind of aesthetic and it, it speaks very much to to Southeast Asian youths because it's something familiar, but at the same time is done in such interesting, um, what I call like uh, Y2K (laughs) fashion way, like uh, this cropped um, chongsams. And some of them are done with, for example, Hello Kitty or like um, Mm. pop culture references, and they're all done by them. So what they do is that they would, Overlock the seams so that the overlocking seen in the on the outside. So it's got this kind of raw DIY feel, but at the same time they very clearly like use um, let's say Chinese buttons and uh, contrast piping to outline the lines of the chongsam um, necklines. So I thought it was really interesting how these designers were. Um, making something really cool that would speak to um, new audiences and at the same time everything's upcycled from t-shirts so it's comfortable it's cool and it it speaks to a certain place of the world you know and it shows like their entrepreneurship and storytelling abilities yeah. and
1: also the confidence they have right to put out these ideas Um, and juxtaposing things that one might not think would be compatible but then like okay here you go you know this is what we think would look nice and this is what we think pays homage to our heritage while looking forward so it's it's wonderful
0: yeah and the internet and instagram has really allowed a lot of these young brands to kind of find a trans transnational um audience another young designer I've come across is called Randolph Clothing and they are based in the Philippines and the Philippines is really known for amazing textiles like the pineapple fabric uh, piña and of course there's the whole history of the barong and the Filipino national dress um, and what they do is that they, they would do this um, sometimes they do upcycled barongs and some the, the men's shirts with the embroidery, um, and sometimes they create their own embroideries in contrasting colors. Because usually the barongs have tone-on-tone embroidery and they're very kind of formal and they are used for a lot of diplomatic events. But the way that Randolph Clothing has um, kind of translated them makes them very contemporary for. For today's young consumer, some of them are like cropped barongs for men. So that's all like very unusual, like silhouettes and um, motifs that they include into the embroidery. Mm,
1: sounds really good. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's, it's nice to think about traditional costumes or traditional fabrics in new contexts because that's what keeps them alive, right? Um, and also, that's what stops them from becoming costumes, but becoming just. Clothing or even fashion. Yes. Yeah, so I, I really enjoy um, the ingenuity that goes into the process, the research as well. And also, when these things come to market, then there is renewed interest in like, oh, where did this come from and what else can we do with it? You know, so it's really fascinating. Yeah. So, okay, that's us for today thinking about traditional costumes and fabrics in Southeast Asia and how contemporary fashion designers are rethinking what they can look like and how they can appeal to um, the consumer today. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you listen to here at In The Between, please follow us on Instagram. And um, you can listen to the podcast as well on all the usual podcast channels. Bye.
0: Bye.